0: To Charmed Life, a radio show discussing spirituality, magic, and the unconditional love of the universe. Thanks for tuning in. And I am your host, Trisha Carr. Welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited to open up this space with you to talk about something that has become really relevant in my life this particular this last week especially isn't that how it always goes isn't that how a synchronistic life flows and so i welcome you i hope that you will find this information what i'm going to share on karmic friendships and karmic relationships and a little bit about soul group relationships too. I hope that you will find it helpful and welcome because you joining your light, your attention, your awareness to this program, however you are listening or watching, is actually co-creating it with me. So thank you so much for your contribution. And may I remind you that you can catch this weekly every Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific as a live stream on YouTube, youtube.com slash Trisha Carr, where you'll also find Some other offerings I put up there, like meditations and other teaching, as well as my podcast. You can find it as a podcast on any podcast outlet. You could find it. We're also on iHeartRadio and Spotify. Just search for Charmed Life with Trisha Carr. And I would like to welcome you to subscribe, to share to like it or leave a review or comment. You can actually review on the actual podcast. I would love it if this blesses you in any way. If you would just give me a a little nudge in that direction, it will help me to continue the podcast and also help others to find it. So thank you so much for that. And I have a couple of things to tell you about as I get into the, um, the material today. One thing is that Crystal Ann Compton, my gorgeous, my lovely, luminous friend, Crystal Ann Compton, who's the founder of the Lightworkers Lab. She and I are, we have opened registration for our mediumship intensive. This is a six-week program, an intensive program to walk you through opening your mediumship abilities. Now, this is about multi-dimensional mediumship. So what I mean about that is that it is... It is definitely, we are going to be talking about, we're going to be teaching on connecting with past loved ones or past humans, but also communicating with spirits of all different kinds, angels, and also beings in all of the light dimensions. So that may be cosmic star beings or the ETs, archangels, and all of the benevolent beings of light in our multidimensional universe. And so this is basically an expansion, an extension of telepathy, telepathic communication, but with all of the non on physical realms and how this can shift your life, I can't even begin to tell you in a 50 minute podcast because that's what it has done for me. I actually started with my animal communication gift opening up when I, after having my spiritual awakening or my metaphysical opening, and directly after that. Uh, well, along with the animal communication with tele- telepathy with actually incarnated animals, I also started to communicate with animals on the other side, so mediumship with animals. And then the next thing was mediumship, studying mediumship with my uh, my, my former teacher and now friend Hilary Michaels, and then it just went on and on and on and then eventually you know channeling opened up and that's kind of the process i think is to go from setting up your personal development usually your empathic nature your sensitive nature starting your meditation and your own personal devotional practice and then if it interests you to connect with specific beings in the non-physical realm, then mediumship would be kind of the next step, and then you may actually get into that more powerful alignment if you are interested in that art of channeling. So I would welcome you. I do welcome you to go check it out if this tickles you in any way. And if you are already a medium, we're going to be going deep, so it would be an opportunity for you to also expand your already existing practice and your abilities. You'll find the link to read all about it and register. It will be starting in about five weeks from the time that this part. Po- this 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 episode of this podcast is actually published. It will be starting in about five weeks. And so the link is in the description, however you're listening or watching. And I'll just tell you it is learn.lightworkerslab.com slash 2019MI. It's, again, going to be co-taught by myself and Crystal Ann Compton. So do go check it out. I would love to have you. Also, I want to tell you about my um, uh, my upcoming classes for uh, my in my Mystic Arts Academy, and that is my individual classes the mediumship uh, the um, excuse me the intuitive mediumship development class. This is an ongoing twice per month class. Upcoming classes will include uh, focusing on how to do energy scans, one about connecting with archangels, and in this we also do an induction where we actually I lead you in a guided journey, a guided meditation to induce us into the intuitive state. And those who are interested in practicing their abilities may do so. But if you are not one who wants to practice your abilities at this time, then you can just be a part of the whole program. And you can just, I say, you could just lurk if you want to lurk. But you can ask questions, of course, too. It's a a really beautiful fellowship as well. Okay. Now, having said that, oh, by the way, you can find that on my website, trishacarcharm.com, under work with me, and you'll find Mystic Arts Academy right there. Okay, let's talk about it. I have entitled this episode, which is a solo episode, if you haven't noticed yet, I've entitled it, Karma, and also um, we'll talk a little bit about what the distinction is there or the similarities and differences with that and the soul group relationships. So in order to to really start to talk about this, to dig into this topic, let's just talk about what, what karma is, you know, what is karma? Well, the most important thing I think to associate with karma is that it is an an opportunity to grow. It's a growth opportunity to learn. And so... Um, uh, let's just say when there's an opportunity to learn or grow, usually there's some discomfort, right? <laughs> so if, there, if there's a little bit of, uh, doesn't have to be so far as suffering, but maybe a little, or m- maybe that's their gradations to what we consider discomfort or suffering. But when there are the challenging, difficult, or you know, kind of those opportunities where, where we could be shifting the energy from something that is seeming like it's not flowing, so it could be maybe when you feel blocked, but it's usually where there's a lot of that kind of resonance, rather dissonance, you know, some powerful kind of challenge to some degree. That's what that's when you might be experiencing some karma. Because what karma is, generally speaking, people consider it to be is based on the law, the universal law of cause and effect the law of cause and effect. Now, sometimes people will say karma, I think because of the famous song, what goes around comes around. That's That to me sounds punitive. And that's, in my experience, truly not what karma is about because really only people punish people it's really that's happening between us it really doesn't even happen in nature in that way there's no judgment in nature and in the broader perspective of the universe there is no judgment in the universe again the broader perspective because in that broader perspective in that expanded point of view all is one there's only one energy so there is no way to punish because there are not two there's not one against the other but right here in our little middle plane here of that human stuff that we do yeah we punish one another we're talking about something that is more on the soul level so since we're talking about the soul level there is no punishment there is no judgment in the universe but there is cause and effect indeed there is because we have free will and we are we are here to experience how we actually create and how we are we are capable of manipulating energy and when I say manipulate there's really not a better word for it even though we tend to associate the word manipulate with negativity like you know this person is manipulating me they're tricking me or you know making me do something that I don't want to do but manipulate really just means to form something so manipulating energy is is what we're here to learn about taking one form of energy and changing it into another form that's the whole deal so when it comes to karma we are taking one form of energy, which is the opportunity to learn or grow, or we may say something that is painful, difficult, challenging, or even causes suffering, and learn from it and, and allow it to actually serve us, to dig into it, and see that there's actually nourishment there, and then allow it to become something that is a strength. But what is indicative here is of a being cause and effect means that you somehow have participation in it being there. So that's how people think it's it's punishment or it's, call, you know, oh, I had, I did all of this and now I'm experiencing the backlash of it. But it doesn't always have to mean that you did something that was really negative. It could be something that was like, um, for a lack of a better words, sin of omission, you know, in some way that you just have been not growing yet. And so there, there's, there's some lack of awareness in a particular area. And it could be, how you actually have, have what you chose to experience in a pre-birth perspective so from that that uh, pre-incarnation perspective you were conscious and aware because you are conscious awareness and you always have been and eternally in all time and in, in all directions of time because time is also an illusion right you actually selected circumstances and you selected potentials for you to experience so you selected your family, you selected your mom and your dad. (laughs) I remember this really cute story I heard Dr. Wayne Dyer tell once where he was with his, I think he said she was nine years old, his nine-year-old daughter. He has. I don't know, he had like a billion kids. I think he had like eight kids or something. But his nine-year-old was really mad at him, and she was, you know, sassing him. And and he, he said to her, he's like, wow, you must be really mad at yourself right now. And she's like, "What? what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, you must be really mad at yourself because, you know, you picked me. And, and she was like, "What? What? What do you mean?" He's like, "Yeah, you picked me. You picked me to be your dad before you, you know before you decided to become here, you know, person on earth. You'd picked me to be your dad." And she looked at him and she was like, "I picked you." And she's and he's like, "Yeah." And she says, "Mommy too?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's true." And then she took a beat and she said, "Well, I must have been in a hurry." <laughs> She did not want to own that karmic decision that she made, especially not in the moment where she had an opportunity to learn because she was having difficulty with that sweet father of hers. All right. So uh, some of the as far as karma is concerned, there are basic philosophies that say that it's some it's something that holds actions that will affect us somehow later. So we, we're taking some kind of actions and it's going to affect us later. Or maybe we've take, we have not taken action. We had inaction. It's going to affect us later. Some think of it as just the karma that is happening that we create in this life. The ways that we've created action or inaction that will then be unfolding. We'll learn from it later or not. Or we can ignore it and we can repeat it. We can repeat it, right? And then also as I'm saying from that pre-birth perspective because you created you you selected that family and all of the potentials I mean you could have you could see what they had already been doing so you can guess what they could be doing later and how you would be engaging in that and the lessons you could learn and and then we would people often think about it as in the past life experiences but again with their with the perspective that I talk about with you know past lives it's also there because time is an illusion we can actually awaken even further and recognize that we have parallel lives and we also have future lives that we can connect with and so all of that is happening at once and that can kind of make us go you know what i mean like wait uh, how could i even but we're really here to take that information a little bit at a time and allow it to service in this particular experience so presence is really important through all of it of course So again, the most important thing to think about with karma is it is an opportunity to grow and that can be sometimes challenging to focus upon when you're in pain, when your heart is broken. And that's often what happens in those karmic relationships. And so... This karma and the relationships that we w- that we have that are karmic relationships is built upon shadow aspects is one way you could think about it. So rather than thinking, one way to think about it is actions that you've taken that will affect you later or inaction, but also it is just shadow aspects. So your shadow, again, as a reminder, is that part of your full subconscious mind that has now become unconscious because we take something that is – is uh, is. Once illumined in our life and because we're afraid of it, especially this is something that especially we do as we're a child, um, as we're building the ego, building the personality, building our mental body and something that is threatening to us because we feel that we will be rejected by having that part in our awareness because our parents or social group or whoever keeps us healthy and alive. And we, be- we, we believe that we're going to be harmed if we hold that in our awareness. And so this known that we've created, a brand new known, we actually choose to put it away in the shadow. We put it away in a place that we can't see it so that we, it's, 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 not, it's not logical, but so we think we won't be able to activate it if we hide it from ourselves. But the truth is it's not hidden. <laughs> it isn't hidden. It's actually there and it's just simmering, right? It's like, it's like thinking, oh, I don't like this trash. I don't like this rotting apple, so I'll just put it in the back of the closet. Well, it's gonna create more of a problem if we put it away. It's not out of sight out of mind it, it goes out of sight, but it becomes m- more present in the nose now, doesn't it? <laughs> you're gonna get it's gonna start stinking and you're gonna attract some other critters along with it so this is what that that shadow is. It's something that we're we're really always unpacking for this entire life. And we, we build it, we and and we create it most of mostly between the ages of one and eight. And then also there's a, a, a pertinent time up between up to age fourteen. And then we kind of start like moving through things. But all of the stuff from that is 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 kind of typically based upon all of those knowns that we created and put away in part of the, the shadow or the unconscious mind and then also partly the subconscious mind which is not quite the shadow, but it's all there. So that's all a part of our vibration. And so those, I, those things that we've really shoved down in there, either things that we've witnessed that we're afraid of or things that we have done that we're afraid of or things that we are afraid to learn about, they, they're there still holding a frequency And that powerful frequency that we are not bringing out into the light will then be experienced by someone else who also has a like frequency. It could be something that is a similar kind of pain or it could be the counterpart to your pain. So if you have some kind of experience that makes you want to be codependent or deeply passive, then you'll find someone who has a problem with being narcissistic and dominant and arrogant and domineering and maybe even abusive you see these are two sides of the same coin and when it's really powerful then it tends to be fitting into that that sort of karmic experience and i, I the reason i want to i'll just take a moment in ex- my explanation to say that i was inspired to make this program in two ways first of all there was a sort of precognitive two precognitive events meaning like before an event fell in a really obvious way in my in my life this week. I had two events that clued me into the, what was about to unfold, actually prepared me for it. That's what's happening with the kind of psychic precognition. It's because we're so we're already so sensitive and plugged into the the subtle energy field and then you start to get whiffs of what's happening and that that you know, awareness and openness to the subtle energy which is a great reason why to open your intuitive abilities or be deeply in touch with your intuition because then you get a gentle easing into the different challenges well I'll just the the most recent before the actual event that that kind of solidified my inspiration here was the last episode that I did of Charmed Life, and just a brief moment I had on on the show, Christina Linnae and also Olivia Ray. Oh, they rhymed. I didn't even realize it. And uh, Christina actually brought up the fact that she brought up just in the middle of a conversation that she had a karmic ex best friend. And it wasn't the the point of what she was talking about, but I interrupted her because it's like, I have one of those too. And then Olivia said, I have one of those too. And we took a moment aside to just talk about it. And part of the reason I interrupted her to talk about that was because a couple of nights before that, I had a dream about said karmic ex-best friend. And also in that dream was another ex-best friend, but not for, it wasn't uh, that other ex-best friend wasn't like we had some kind of dramatic breakup or there wasn't really pain in the relationship but there was interestingly uh, there was some karma there as well and so i'm going to talk about you know both of those relationships as i'm explaining this so i had those two things happen the dream and then the mention of the karmic friends and then i had an event that was really challenging that happened just uh, you know over the last previous couple of days and that event was between myself and a dear, dear friend. And of course, I'm not going to divulge anyone's identity because that's not the point. This is my experience. And, and there's, it's just, there's no, there's no blame here. There's no one's done anything negative anyway. Everyone's just being themselves and learning. But I had a, a painful experience and I thought that it was actually breaking the relationship. And... Um, You know, spoiler alert, it actually didn't. It made our relationship stronger. So that's some of the stuff that can happen with these karmic experiences, karmic relationships. And upon that, what was actually the center of what went on between us was an example of someone else who is who is like a famous person. And I realized that that famous person actually has was holding a kind of karmic space for other people. So, allow me to move forward then and talk to you about what some of these, I'll I'll tell you about the famous person and I'll tell you about uh, the different things that are going on, but suffice it to say, yesterday I was, I was in meditation with Jesus crying and saying, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do about this? Because I don't want to lose this relationship. I don't want to lose this friendship, but I don't know what else to do. And what the advice that I got from Jesus for this particular time was that it was an opportunity to show who I am. And in that, I would be a a mirror for my friend too because me being who I am will show her who she is in our relationship. And so it can just bring light. It's an offering of light at least. And it also was an opportunity for me to exhibit some boundaries. So these are different things that can happen in karmic situations. All right, so as an opportunity to grow, we have these shadow aspects that are there to be released and to to they're calling a deepened awareness. We attract karmic friendships, karmic relationships, we'll just say friendships upon that shared frequencies of the growth opportunity. So the things that maybe we have tucked away in the shadow, like I say it has a resonant frequency And so this other person has that as well, whether it's seemingly opposite, you know, the other side of the coin or the matching thing so that the two energies coming together will make it really powerful and cause us to pay attention to it. And so in karmic friendships or karmic relationships in general, kind of the basic choices are that we grow, each of us, both of us, we will grow or one will grow as much as possible and then that frequency will no longer be resonant with them so you will just no longer be in a relationship that's 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 those are kind of the common themes but there is a third option and that is that that you can can actually rebuild the relationship upon different frequencies so if you actually move through that what is what which is the karma for you then you may actually just, your relationship could just shift and new things will happen. And I think this is a really, I think this is really good news for a lot of reasons because of the what I was just saying. I didn't want to lose that friend and I was begging Jesus Christ, how do I keep this friend? And, and sometimes, and, and it usually typically means doing the thing that is hard because that is the growth opportunity. That's the prescription for it. But the other reason why this is good news is because these karmic relationships could be with anyone. I'm talking about friendships so far, but they could be with parents, children, spouses. And so really, I mean, if you think about it, there's kind of karma in all of those really important relationships. So that's where I you know, we talk about the soul group. And the soul group, you know, your your family of all kind, you know, whether it's if you are adopted, both your biological and your adoptive family would be your soul group. If you have been married more than one time, both of those spouses are in your soul group. You know, all, all of those really important relationships, they they were a part of that time that you actually made your pre-birth plan. But you can have some even, and so yeah, there's obviously opportunities to grow in all of those relationships. You could call that karma. I'm kind of like talking about when it's really intense, when I'm bringing the word karma into it just think about it as a more intense difficulty challenge or more intense opportunity to grow and so there are times when your child can be that really intense relationship right or your parent and so the, the good news is that you can actually move through the karma, e- whether you actually work through your part of the karma and learn from it, and then your relationship can shift. In which case, let's say if it were parent and child, if you were the parent and you worked through your part of the karma and the child is still sort of in that experience, and this could be, you know, moving on through their adulthood, then maybe your opportunity as a, in relationship to the karma they're still working through is for you to hold space unconditional space, unconditional love, which is a different kind of lesson to learn. And I know that's a, a particularly difficult one, a really gracious, graceful lesson for parents to learn is at some point when your child is an adult, that you have to be the uh, the parent of an adult and let them run their own life. And so I think that that could be the shifting that, that moves you into a new phase of your relationship. And I also think that if you are one who is committed to to your spousal partnership and you want that to endure then there's going to be karmic situations that come up in those kinds of relationships but of course when we're talking about really really intense karma then you could eventually part or you just may have some really a really powerful challenge to move through together excuse me one second <clears throat> okay so how do you know that you're experiencing a karmic friendship or karmic relationship of some kind well I guess it wouldn't be any surprise to say that often it's really challenging and really tumultuous and so I have some examples different examples different shades of karmic friendships and relationships one is the lifelong friendship the one that you probably became friends when you were very young and then it's continuing and really this person becomes like is your best friend and maybe becomes more like a sibling to you in a really powerful sense. It's the family that you choose. And then things start to get more difficult along the way. Now, I, I don't know about you guys, but growing up, you know, from uh, probably four to 18, my best friendships we had we, we always have t- typical knockdown out fight. Fr- not literally we didn't beat each other, but we would have really powerful fights the way that you would have with with your partners, you know what I mean like and because I, I think that, that those best friendships that we have when we're young, they are partnerships when we aren't really comfortable where we're not you know mentally or maybe even physically mature enough to handle an actual romantic partnership, that kind of life partnership. It's a different kind of life partnership where we're, we're working on that emotional component. And so that that lifelong friendship there there probably will be there there will be some karmic situations because again this is like the family that you choose. But I have a few like the girls who were on my show on this last episode and they were talking about their karmic ex best friends. And so one of my friends that was in that dream We were best friends for about uh, probably a year and a half or two years during adulthood. And it was a really, really close friendship. We spent so much time together, so much so that we we had Sunday set apart for one another as a special day. We're like seriously we were in our late 20s and it was kind of funny and we would laugh at ourselves because that's what partners do that's what like boyfriends and girlfriends do or husbands and wives and spouses do (laughs) but we had we set Sundays aside together because we just we were busy but we just needed to spend time together and we we really aren't that close anymore we our friendship now has become like the Facebook friendship and the checking in and you know and it just dwindled off we were in each other's weddings and And it really, nothing happened except that we grew. And we just changed our paths, just shifted in a way. It was gradual. Nobody's heart was broken. But it it is very karmic because the work that we did together when we were together was really important. And then also allowing ourselves to drift apart, I think, was an important part for each of us on our paths. And even though it's a more subtle way that we experienced karma, we did. And so that's why she was in that dream. She was actually there. Just holding space. And I feel like that's what we're doing in one another's lives now. We're still a part of one another's lives in the heart because the real love that you, the true unconditional love that you form with someone in a bond, can't go anywhere. It literally changes your soul forever and you exist as a part of one another forever. So that's one kind. And then another kind of friendship, that lifelong one. I have a couple of friends who've had similar situations where you're really, really close, you're like sisters and then just some really difficult things happen to where you just can't even talk anymore, where one person feels like they're being rejected or they're being hurt really badly. In my particular situation, it was the way that we were both experiencing experiencing our our spiritual growth is what just came into the center of the relationship. And I think we just started to move apart well it, we had some we had some powerful like breakup times it was really it's really sad and it's not as though this person is I we, you know it's off limits to speak with them but we used to be like siblings and now we text once per year or but it was really painful and in one of our breakups Because our friendship started when we were very young. actually started when we were 14 years old. And I realized in this moment, and I even said in this conversation, I said, I feel like we're being the 14-year-old versions of ourselves right now. And as I said it, it's almost like I didn't say it. It was like I was channeling it. And it struck me. And I was like, oh, we're still moving through the pain that we had when we were 14, individually but with each other. And that's the reason that we were attracted to one another was the pain. Not not the only reason. It was also, you know, the ridiculous senses of humor and, you know, all of the fun too. So those, those ex-best friendships, I have a real, two other really close friends who have the same kind of thing, where they were friends from the time they were children, maybe teenagers, and then sometimes in, sometime in like the 30s or something, somehow it fell apart and there had to be a, even a breakup and so it's painful and so th- but they're not always tumultuous like that other friend that i mentioned where we just grew apart but it's still there were such powerful lessons to learn it just unfolded in a really slow way and a really subtle way another karmic relationship that i experienced is pretty common this one may or may not seem like a friendship but it's that it's it's when we have if, if you're a person who has bosses. Some people are, you know, into, they're entrepreneurs who never have bosses. But when you have a boss that just rubs you the wrong MFing way, it's, or so maybe even a colleague. It's, so let's say boss or colleague because there are colleagues. I, I know a, a friend of mine recently changed her name on Facebook because a colleague was giving her so much trouble, a coworker. And so, I mean, that's a problem if the coworker is tormenting you enough that you actually want to hide <laughs> in real life. Well, not real life, Facebook life. But still, you know, so I had a boss. Um, the job that I had before I went independent into my intuitive career. And it was like when when I for it was I had this job for seven and a half years. And when I first got the job, and actually, the whole time, for the most part, this person was my greatest ally, was really the reason why, a big part of the reason why I had the job. But he, the way that he functioned was so heavy-handed. This is my perspective. This is not me creating judgment. It was in sales. So he was such a sales beast. And it totally, it had a totally different perspective the way that I approach business. And he was more about like that kind of athletic, you know, win no matter what at any cost. And to me, I'm just like, no, let's let's help people grow at any cost. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm like. And that just doesn't work when you're just looking at hard, cold sales. And so how are we were like oil and water from my perspective. And actually, I think from his as well, uh, although he didn't think about me probably nearly as much as I thought about him, but he didn't know how to be around me. He always just thought of me as this artsy person. And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. That's what people want, but I don't get it. You know what I mean? And I would I was I would hardly ever see this. This job was really pretty cool because I would hardly ever interact with this person. He was my direct boss. I would only interact with him a few times per year. But I, I went to bed every night praying away my anxiety about this person. And that's, I mean, in a way that seems like neurosis because like I said, I don't really have to deal with this person. But it was me being able to understand and and I, I I had some really powerful growth because there were a couple of times where he would, where I did have an interaction with him and he would just kind of like clobber all of my intentions and just like like force something into my schedule force something on me some work to do that I I I didn't even have the talent to do or skill set and I would get so angry about how I was being disrespected and disregarded but there was this one time when I was so angry about it and I was like whoa 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 that kind of anger I'm not taking any responsibility for this and so I this, I I was realizing, wow, this is really, truly a karmic relationship for me to have this kind of powerful response to someone truly doing his job. He really was doing his job objectively. And so I was actually driving along the road, realizing how angry I was at him. And I said, and I was like, hold on a second. I, I need to look into this. And I was like, so what, what is, what are, what are the ways that I'm blaming him? What are, what are, what are my, what is my judgment of him? And, you know, I said, well, he should respect me more. And I said, he should, he, should pay, he should have more respect for my schedule and for what it is I'm good at doing and not ask me to do things that are too difficult for me. The reason I'm laying those out for you is because the truth is, those are all, in the work of Byron Katie, we learned this, I turn those around. And the truth is, that's, how, that's what I need to say to myself. I need to respect myself more. I need to respect what I'm more talented at and put that out in the world. And I need to not give myself things that are outside of the scope of what makes me happy and joyful, you know. And so as I felt those things and I let those really set in with my truth about me, suddenly I realized this has nothing to do with him at all. And then I did see objectively, he's doing his job. So I went, I actually drove and I I went to the office and – I went into meditation and what I actually did another tip I have for you to how to move through this stuff is I did a ho'oponopono, which is a Hawaiian um, Huna um, prayer and, and you know spiritual technique so I don't want to claim it at all because I'm not of that culture but it's essentially you could look it up it's essentially it being in that altered state and unconditional objective and saying I'm sorry, please forgive me thank you I love you but in a way where you spend really, you really spend time with the energy of that person and really spend time with those statements and I actually like to do instead of please forgive me I'll also do I forgive you which is another way to move into each of those and so I did that and as I only had like 10 minutes before this horrible thing that he was making me do (laughs) was about to start (laughs) I came up out of that meditation, and I got a little blip on my phone saying little notification and I looked at it and it said that he had cancelled the meeting and it it was like so shocking to me how direct clearing that karma affected my i mean it could have been that i just went ahead and did it with the with you know the right head instead <laughs> but it actually just went away how powerful it is when you clear that karma and so clearing karma doesn't mean that you it means that you have to do the work and you have to go sit with it and be with it so a couple of other kinds of relationships that would be that that are those karmic kinds sometimes those really really passionate lovers that are also really short-lived you know it just comes in like is you know people tend to call these I don't know um twin flames or something like that and and you know that if that twin flame experience makes sense to you then I would say well there's definitely karma there right but there are times, we've probably all had them, where there's this really powerful relationship that just doesn't work out. But you still think about that person. Not in a way that you're hung up on them, but every now and again you're like, wow, gosh, I could almost forget that person's name, but I remember that powerful energy that we had in one another's life. And I think part of the reason we have those, one one reason we could have that that just experience is because we want to learn how to move through something that is heartbreak, you know what I mean? Like you weren't really meant to be partners, but you have something strong and it makes you brave. If I can survive this, then I can go on to my partnership that's going to be one that's more long-lasting or lifelong if that's on your path and I won't be afraid of losing because I know I can make it through. So I'll I'll be myself when I have this partnership because I know that's the most important thing and if that somehow makes us move apart i will survive because i survived this hot passionate one that's i thought for a moment was going to be the one there are also minor karmic relationships and so i had one in the last few years and this was a person that i worked with who was so powerful in my life but then all of a sudden it started to fall apart in a way that was really surprising to me from my perspective, this person, it was, it was a working relationship, but this person just essentially stopped having any integrity. And it was surprising because we had been working together a couple of years and, and I was, I just didn't understand why all of a sudden there was no integrity anymore. And I was in it, I was really being taken advantage of. And so at the the end where that karma started to come in, it was for me to be able to move away from to grow through a relationship that was important to me and was very, very useful, but to maintain that's what, what is more important is my growth. And so I had to let that one go in a way that was a minor relationship, you know, as it concerns the whole life. But it was a really powerful experience for me. There's also one-sided karma where maybe one person in the relationship is sort of just like holding space while the other person is learning something. But the person who's the one who's holding space... That is their part of the karma. But it kind of seems like, you know, there's something more dynamic happening for the other person. And I'll give you an example. I had this short-term relationship. It was for a few months. It was actually a professional relationship. And this person is an evangelical Christian. And that's lovely, right? Great and everything. But what with the kind of dogma and everything that tends to go with it, this particular person was. And so... This person had the opportunity in their relationship with me by asking me what I did and all that kind of stuff, and I explained it to him. He had the opportunity to not judge me and to not, and he didn't at all. And not only that, but we had really, we had really interesting conversations about spiritual topics, and sometimes they would include the Bible because I have been a Bible scholar in my, you know, my life, and I, I guess I would still consider myself that. And so it was an opportunity for him to you know have his own experience of a relationship free of what would be something that is an outside authority that would tell him that what I'm doing is evil that's what it felt like to me and in he i didn't feel him get scared even once when we talked about anything that i did because he he was a and so i i also but on my side as well i didn't judge him for the the things that he would say that you know where he was growing a little bit and they were a little bit you know dogmatic and stuff i just let him have his experience so in a way, though, it was kind of like I, I could see it, and I'm also much older than this person, but it was a little bit one-sided uh, in that he had more that of an opportunity than I did. And so this one particular, there's one where, like I, I mentioned, you could there could be a famous person or there could be a person that you don't know, but you consider in a way a mentor, someone you look up to, and then if something shifts in their experience, then that could make you feel like something is pain like you know there's something painful about how you looked at them before because when you looked at them in a way that you admired them you were actually admiring an aspect of yourself and so that's why it becomes really karmic in your experience and an example i have of this is doreen virtue and it was a couple of episodes ago two three episodes ago when Mika Cooper was on we spoke about this briefly because Mika is a medium and she actually had part of her education early on was with Doreen Virtue so Doreen Virtue if you don't know is a, a formerly an author and and teacher and you know person in media in what she calls new age now she I don't think she called it new age when she was doing that career but she had a conversion uh, about two years ago to evangelical Christianity and now effectively renounces all of that work that she did before. And and uh, several episodes ago with crystalline Compton, we went through this list where she put out this article saying that if you are doing oracle cards or you're doing mediumship or anything like that, um, Christians shouldn't do this because it means you're working with Satan or you're going to hell and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of where she is. And so when when... And this is just a her, where she is on her spiritual path. This is absolutely no judgment at all. Everyone is moving through their path. I used to be on the path in that particular way, so of course I can't judge her. <laughs> That's exactly where I was at one point. I'm just I'm in a different place myself. But there were people who took her classes that she's now renouncing and bought her cards that she's now renouncing and looked up to her as someone, in, you know, and then they had their real spiritual experiences by seeing her as a mentor, either by buying her books or actually taking her classes. And then they were suddenly either frightened or confused. And it to them, a lot of these people seemed like she changed the contract of their relationship. And... And, and their hearts were broken because it's like she broke up with them even if she didn't know them. You know what I mean? Like the ways that she was encouraging them, she was now renouncing. And again, she's perfectly right to do. And that is her belief now. That's where she is. So it, it's it's logical. But the people that experienced that, because some of them were my students, I told them it was an opportunity for them to own their spirituality or their business or whatever it may be outside of their mentor and that doesn't mean that their mentor and the time that they spent with her as a mentor is something to be thrown out that was genuine and real but most importantly when you had that experience it was the growth that you did in your relationship with her. So these things, I I mean, I'm sure it can happen when people like just admire celebrities and then they find out they're cheating on their spouse and then their heart is broken. You know, I mean, like things like that can happen. That doesn't really happen to me. But (laughs) something else that can provoke karma in general is disease, particularly alcoholism or substance abuse that can kind of instantly start creating karma. And so I have a couple of friendships where there was there was some kind of addiction or alcoholism and it it shifted the friendship. But. Then when they became, when they got into recovery, then a whole new part of our relationship started. And that was really beautiful. But if you want to see some instant karma, um, start, start an addiction. (laughs) It'll just start in your life. Uh, Tony Sweet is actually producing my show today. How much time do I have? I don't know. I don't see the, the timer on the thing. Oh, cool. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. I still got a few minutes with you guys. All right. So, now the important thing to know is that there is always a lesson in these relationships. It's uh, if you are feeling that it, w- the worst thing that you can do is to become a victim. Uh, because when you become a victim, now, you in the moment that you experience victimhood, and it could be real, someone is treating you poorly and, and, and inappropriately or even abusing you. That's true. I'm not saying that there's no such thing as being a victim, but. The way that you start to move through it is then to take responsibility and find out where you are in that, you know. So it we are multidimensional, right? So there is this dimension of the human level. Like I said earlier, only humans punish one another. So there is that human aspect where it's true. You are a victim or you and other times when you've been the aggressor. But we want to move through it and bring it up to the soul level. So on the soul level. You'll know you're more on that soul level if you aren't proud of your victimhood or if you are able to start moving out of the blame and the shame and the regret and the judgment. When we're there, we're still on that human level. And we want to include the higher levels. We don't actually move away from the human level. We include the higher levels of ourselves, the higher dimensions of ourselves. That's where we're going to be able to do the work. So if the wrong thing to do is what I was doing when I was talking about that boss is to say that I'm a victim they do this to me and it's bad and and then by the way if you choose to run away during that then you're probably just going you're gonna that frequency still, still exists within you you're still sending out that signal and so it's going to come back to you as an offering for you to move through it so might as well do it with the one that's right here right now right it's a it's shorter cut so moving on before that shadow frequency has had your full awareness that's just going to cause it to return again. That's our patterning. We say, I have a pattern. Oh, I'm repeating. Oh, I'm dating the same asshole. You know what I mean? Like over and over. And so we want to spend time with it when we feel that difficulty. And it's all about you. So the person is there to to be a representation, to be a, a, a figure of what actually is happening within you. And so this is... What we can do is to turn it back into the self and a a few. Oh, actually, before I give you the couple of ways to navigate the emotions, I want to just talk about one more thing, which is surprise. This is a karmic relationship. So we can have relationships that are going on for a while and they are just lovely and they're fun. And maybe we work together and there maybe there's challenges and there's different things to navigate. But then, boom, all of a sudden. It seems to you that the contract has changed, and this person is now behaving in a way that is different, like the one that I said with the, the, the person who was a colleague for two years, a beautiful swimming relationship, and then all of a sudden, I feel as though this person has moved out of integrity, and he's even taken advantage of me in business. Boom, surprise, I have a karmic relationship. So things can be going along for months, years, and then all of a sudden, that relationship becomes challenging and difficult. So there sometimes are surprise karmic relationships. Again, you could potentially move through this or it could be that it's time to end that contract, but you don't want to end that contract or you can end that contract with that person, but you don't want to leave it completely unless or until you do the full personal work within. I have a friend who has a friend and they were working together for... uh, They're friends, but as as, as well as colleagues and working together for a while and then suddenly... There was this shift in the other person's perspective to a point where it made them angry at the work that they had been creating together, and it was really confusing. Suddenly, it was a karmic relationship where the, my friend, who was I was closest to, needed to stand up for what she believed in and move on from the relationship, and that one actually did end in, in you know, in some pain and just, you know, unfortunately... It does end in pain sometimes in that we we have to say goodbye to something that was something we loved before. So some ways to actually navigate the emotions is uh, to do your work. That's the one thing I want you to take away from here is do your work. I mean your inner work. And if you are experiencing difficulty and pain and discomfort, there is work for you to do. Now there be there may be stuff for the other person to do, but that's not your business. You do your work, you will naturally move either away from or you will hold a frequency that will offer them a new work. So we're talking so that's why, you know, Jesus told me to show who I was, and that would also be simultaneously showing my boundaries, meaning this is what a friendship is for me. So meditation and in just a general meditation, you go deep, get altered and then sit with the discomfort until you understand how you can take responsibility for it. That's it's just just a, one way that, you know, what does this feel like and what does that look like and what does that feel like? And anytime you feel that you want to run away from it, just know that that's an opportunity to stay longer. And, it, 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 and the longer that you stay, the better you feel, though, when you're in the uncomfortable shadow aspects. It's not about re-traumatizing yourself. It's about releasing the trauma that was already there. That ho'oponopono, you can just look up those four phrases in the spelled H-O apostrophe O-P-O-N-O, O-P-O-N-O. You can look up those four phrases and you take those into meditation with the other person and allow your heart to open to them and hold those in your awareness with them and, and really and truly say, I forgive you or please forgive me until you really mean it in all of the different ways. The work of Byron Katie is a really helpful tool that is, it's called The Work. Um, she has a book called Loving What Is and this she has a system that she calls inquiry and allows us something similar to what I'm saying about the or or sitting with it until the ick goes away. And it allows you to move through like a kind of questionnaire and turn those statements around so that you can see what your part in it is and what you do when when they do end, when, if or when those karmic relationships end. Really, what's important is to keep what was good in the relationship. Just because this relationship ended in hurt and pain and maybe you were betrayed – The times that you were together and you loved one another and you supported one another or you admired one another, that's real. It doesn't mean, the world isn't binary, black or white, off or on, good or bad. If that teacher served you before, that still exists. And your part of it is being the one who did the work, the good work in that part of the relationship is still true. And so the good memories can stay. And the good feelings can stay. You don't have to then go in to say, well, then I must have been a fool for falling in love with this person or for being best friends with this person. I must have been stupid. It's not true. You had, that was real as well. So there's no need to throw out the baby with the bathwater. All the good is true too. And if you did that, if you tried to throw away what was good, you would actually be denying your own growth and your own truth about the relationship. It's important to mourn when these relationships end. Really just feel it deeply, feel the loss. And it may be important to mourn many times, you know, if it's one of those lifelong relationships of some kind. There may be times that you wanna go and look at the photos and weep. And that's okay, because those really powerful relationships, those roots are deep. And if you can cry those tears that need to be cried either again or to a different, in a different kind of deluge, It's important. It's an important kind of catharsis that will allow that relationship and all of the good parts to integrate into your tapestry more fully. And you don't have to feel bad if you have hope that the relationship will come back again. Again, allow that hope to be there in an unblemished way, not in a way that you're hanging on to something or, you know, something is, you know, you you aren't letting yourself grow. But if you have some hope, because that's just attached to all of the good, that's okay. And the way you can manage that hope in a way that's balanced, I think, is to stay really present, not to regret, and, and and maybe pray for the person. Take that moment when you hope, you wish that you had that love again. Just pray and just send them so many blessings and, and find a deep state of gratitude for the, I'm going to cry, <laughs> the time that you had together because that's what's calling you. That's the beauty, that's the light that is calling you into full integration about this relationship. And that is expanding the karma into something that is powerful and strong for you. And I'll just leave you again as I, as I sign off here. I talk a lot about the 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 seed, you know what I mean? Like we are, we are nature and so as a seed, we are like a seed in the soil to ourselves. We have this code inside of us, this soul information, this non-physical information, which is the truth of our soul. But when that expands, then it breaks the shell. And so that's what we do too. that shell maybe can feel a little bit karmic sometimes because if it's still there and it's tight, but our soul has to expand, then we'll leave behind parts of that shell to the ecosystem. And it's an offering. It's an offering to the ecosystem. If we have to leave behind a relationship, it's because our soul is expanding if we allow it to. So again, maybe I'm mourning a little bit. Allow yourself to do that catharsis, but more importantly, do your work. Allow yourself to grow. I believe in you. I know you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. And call someone who can just hold space for you if that's necessary. And with that, I will sign off and say thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are.